Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Razgrees, with my co-host, the Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. Episode 100, Buck. 100. That. That is something that almost every I don't even I don't even know where I'm going with that. Hundred episodes in, man. Hundred episodes in. That's some that's some glorious that's a three digit number, dude. Well that is thank you for one that, thank you for more. that astute observation. Dude man, Buckrates says Buckrates says ninety nine is one less than a hundred and we've achieved it. We've made it. Indeed. Oh man, I, I just, I just, dude, we, we, we crested three digits. So around episode like 83, we started putting out two episodes a week. It was, you know, we just did Saturdays. Uh, around episode 83 or so, I believe, we uh, we started doing the Wednesday episodes. So we it hasn't actually been 100 weeks, but it's been pretty bloody close. We're about 90 weeks into this. And I think that's a pretty damn good achievement. Uh, this week in particular, usually what we've been doing, for those of you a little, little peek behind the curtain, is we've been... Uh, taping two episodes on Saturday and just releasing one on Wednesday. Yeah, it makes life easier for us. So sometimes the stories are a little couple days old. In this particular case, we have a breaking story. Literally just came out as I was doom scrolling on my phone, waiting for caregiver Katie to get her ass out of the room so we could start recording. But no, we had to wait for the microwave burrito. God. Anyway. It's a Tina's burrito, man. It is a Tina's not sponsored Tina's burrito. But, but, if, but if they'd like to sponsor, <laughs> you can reach us at socialliability at iCloud.com. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Good folks at Tina's. But either way, what, what, what story are we helicoptering in this week, Raz? Well, I got to tell you this. I, I hate this time of year. I despise this time of year for one thing and one thing in particular, Buck. And if if... You probably doesn't affect too much in your everyday life. Me, it affects tremendously, and that is daylight savings time. I despise it. It's stupid. I'm not a farmer. I don't need to change the time of the day. Well, Buck, I'll tell you this. This is coming from Reuters. U.S. Senate approves bill to make daylight savings time permanent. The United States Senate on Tuesday passed legislation to make daylight savings time permanent starting in 2023, ending the twice annual change in the clocks in a move prompted by supporters advocating brighter afternoons and more um, economic activity. The Senate approved the measure called the Sunshine Protection Act unanimously by voice vote. The House of Representatives, which has held a committee hearing on the matter, must still pass the bill before it can go to President Joe Biden to sign. The White House has not said whether Biden supports it. However, a spokesman for the House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, declined to say if she supports the measure, but says she was reviewing it closely. Listen here, you old bat. I don't care what what side of the aisle you're on. You vote in favor of this damn thing, and you get rid of it. It's outdated. It serves no freaking purpose left. This was made so that kids could go work in the fields. And guess what, folks? We ain't doing that no more. So get rid of it. Remember, you remember when we worked in the prison system and we worked on night shift? 
Oh, it was you. In the spring, it worked out okay because you got out of there an hour early. But in the winter, in the fall, you got screwed because we only got paid for eight hours when we worked for nine. Oh, yeah. You know what? I was trying to recall how that worked. You know, I'm mildly vexed at, at that recollection. Thank thank you. Thank you. Um, you've reprised your role as, uh, you know, as Jesus Christ. As Jesus Christ? Yes, we know. I am no, uh, man. your Lord and Savior. It's just, no, man. It's just, Come on, man. Stop I got, the blasphemy I got... hour and move on. <laughs> ah jesus uh, whatever i listen if they don't vote this bill in they get a fucking five i mean like if they don't like this is this is one of those what? deals you want to keep like, daylight if, savings time i'm saying that i'm saying that i want i want to like no i don't want to keep daylight savings then, time. They, then they need to pass the bill buck yes okay fine yes <laughs> Yes, please. Dude, I'm fucking like seven high right now, like out of ten. Like, give me a break. You're lucky I'm coherently speaking. But either way, yeah, pass the bill or get a five. We'll come back. We'll, 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 we've been at this a while. We'll come back to this. <laughs> Let's get on to a real story that Buck can get a good 30 seconds to a minute to sober up a little bit. This comes from NBCnews.com, and this is our I smell bullshit story of the week. Florida teacher beaten and hospitalized after attack by five-year-old student. A South Florida teacher was taken to the hospital last week after she was attacked by a five-year-old student, leaving her dazed and unresponsive. The unidentified instructor was found by first responders sitting on the ground against the wall and appearing to be in a faint state at Pine Lakes Elementary School, about 15 miles southwest of downtown Fort Lauderdale, according to a heavily redacted report from the police department. The victim was clearly weak and dazed, able to blink and breathe regularly, but at no point was able to vocally respond or show signs of a response. The troubling incident started when a five-year-old boy had to be removed from a classroom for throwing things around and flipping the chairs. The youngster was taken to an empty cool-down room where the attack on the teacher allegedly took place. The teacher was taken to Memorial Regional Hospital in Hollywood and has since been released. While the young suspect is still being investigated for possible aggravated assaults with hands, feet, and fists, it is unlikely that he'll be criminally prosecuted. <laughs> no shit. Uh, police will be hard-pressed to show that a five-year-old had the ability to distinguish between right and wrong. The victim in her late 30s or early 40s is about five foot four with a slender frame. Broward Teachers Union President Ann Fusco told the NBC News on Monday. She suffered a contusion and other injuries after the enraged special education student between 50 and 60 pounds unleashed on the teacher, according to the union chief. The instructor had been leading a exceptional student education class with a group of children with some type of special needs or special disability with all kinds of different diagnoses. The way he pounced on her and the way she fell back and smacked her head, it was a severe concussion. We got some other bodily injuries from him punching on her, attacking her, kicking her, punching her, biting her, and going on to is going to lead to surgery. Brown County public school officials referred all questions to the police. The district 
though, did share a message that Principal Suzanne Sassy sent to parents and staff acknowledging there had been an incident that occurred at the school, which required a staff member be transported to a local medical facility on Wednesday. At all times during the incident, our campus was secure, Sassy reported. As always, the health and well-being of our students and staff continues to be of our highest priority. The school has nearly 800 students who range in age from pre-kindergarten through fifth grade. All right. So let me ask you this. Okay. Cause I, 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 I paid like mildly close attention throughout the, all of that. And I got to ask you, you know, did you read this article prior to, to, to airing the podcast? No. Okay. So now, after reading the article, do you still want to call it the bullshit article of the week? Yes. Because, well, I don't, and, and let me tell you my thoughts and then sell me, sell me why it's still bullshit because you're good at that. Okay. So my thoughts, you know, the whole thing sounded real sus to me until it said that the kid pounced on her. She fell back and hit her head. And then he continued to punch on her. And that's when I started to say, okay. I could see I could see how now now starting off with a blow to the head and getting knocked, you know, getting your wit, wits, you know, getting your eggs scrambled by a fucking knock to the head. And then, you know, a, a special needs child, for whatever reason, is is now flaming and punching mad. You know, I, I could see that leading to to some serious, you know, serious injury, you know, mouth, you know. You're not you're not going to get a kid on uh, on any kind of assault charges. I'm sorry, that's not going to happen. So I hope that they're not even going to go that route. But as far as being like complete and utter bullshit, I can kind of like stoned reverse crime scene, you know, in in my head kind of go throughout how this happened. So now sell me sell me on the uh, be, be my devil's advocate. What was that noise? That that was the only device I have that I didn't mute. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? It was it was strangely timed well enough to be like, okay, Buck, end rant. Floor goes to Raz. So while you sell me on the counter argument, I'm gonna actually finish muting all my devices, and we can kind of kill two birds with one stone. So you go. Okay. So first off, the child is five years old. Now we're going to, you know, throw some stereotypes out there of children, with special needs being stronger or whatever. Um, we don't know what kind of special needs this child has. It, it could be developmental. It could be physical. It, it could be any number of things. So we can't weigh that into the argument. But even if we were going to, the whole concept of the, you know, body compensating for a mental deficiency is bullshit. Okay, so we're not going to go there. What we are going to talk about, though, is the fact that this is a five-year-old student that is a special needs student. And you're telling me that, one, they sent the child out to another room to cool down and did not have any witnesses. We just have the one teacher, and we're assuming it's a teacher and not, a, not an aide or a support person. So let's just say that it is a teacher. That's odd in and of itself, that the teacher would be the one to leave the classroom. But if you also notice, it's the union chief who says she hit her head and was dazed and confused and, and was going on and on. Um, that's doesn't really fly a whole lot. Next thing we have is she was found by first responders. Really? The first responders were just going room to room in a school. Sorry. No, they're not. <laughs> um, 
And, you know, anytime you have somebody who works in a job such as this, and especially one that is, and I'm, I'm going to stereotype this a little bit, that is represented by a union, you are most definitely going to be looking at a settlement. They are going to request a settlement. And you're over the next two to three years, this teacher is probably going to be seeking help from a litany of medical experts. They're going to give her certain percentages of her body of disability and to the point where she is going to then request a amount of money, probably in the neighborhood, if I had to guess, of over $200,000 in a settlement. She'll probably end up settling for one hundred and forty. That is if I had to guess. Okay. So, I mean, I, I'm still not sold on the fact that it's bullshit. I am very, no, did very sold happen? on the fact- Did something happen? Absolutely. Did a ch- okay. Did the child, right. did the child, now- did the child wow out? Absolutely. Did a 30, 40 something year old get their ass kicked by a five year old? Nah. Nah, they they got hurt. Don't get me, right. don't, don't misunderstand right. me. They got okay. hurt, but is now, the ex, but is the now, exaggeration okay. of the nature of injuries injuries there? Absolutely. Now, see, that's where I was going to go with this. I was going to say, are you letting your your natural disdain for union politics, which is very well warranted, by the way, get in your way of like really getting to the issue? But now that you've really like dug into the nitty gritty and kind of like brought me up to speed. With what your thought processes are, yeah. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, and I'll I'll flip to the bullshit side of the coin here. This is someone because this is now, someone that smells. You know work, I mean? This is a workers' comp claim, and that's where that's all this is. No, like I rely on your expertise heavily for that, man. And thank you for showing me your math, like truth. <laughs> but no, 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 man. I mean, you know, I'm I'm funny in my own right. But if you just let me off on like. Just, you know, my normal, like, point-and-shoot mentality, I could end up really, like, sticking my foot in a pile of shit. Like, you you definitely, like, keep the collar on. Thank you. So, uh, what are we what are we going to give, uh, uh, you know, who, milk in no. the system? Okay, so, who do, you, who, do you, who do you score in this? I mean, now, you, can't, Steve, you can't score the child. Oh, that's a good the, question. Because the child no. is a child. Mm-mm. You can't score, nope. you can't even nope, score the nope, family nope. of the child because the child is a special needs student. And they're right. five. No, and that's fine. Right. No, I was actually going to go ahead and score the teacher on this one. Um, and I was going to, you know, and, and that's where I'm kind of like, that's where I'm headed with this. You know, milking the workers' comp system. Now, I, I'd like to give a higher rating, but all of the accounts and everything were were allegedly given by union, like the union said, and this and that and the other thing. So... I can't really like compound her and give her a higher score, but I still want to give her at least a three because you know what union or not, you know, the difference between right and wrong. And you're kind of just, it it looks like you're, you're looking at the world through dollar sign glasses. We'll go ahead and co-sign that. Our next story comes from Oklahoma news Four. again, it's one of those websites we just come across a lot, but this next story is coming out of Denver, Colorado, but Excuse me. I'm going to cough here, so entertain us for a minute. All right. So uh, Denver in the uh, wonderful state of Colorado, that's uh, that's what, like next to, uh, I don't know, Florida? Uh, do you know there was a, no, I'm kidding. Did you know the last dinosaur's name was Denver? Oh, yeah. 
he was my friend and a whole lot more. <laughs> if you got yeah. that, if you got that joke, you were an old son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man, but you're a cool old son of a bitch. And by the way, I know that Denver is not next to uh, Colorado is not next to Florida. It is, uh, in fact, next to Utah, I believe. But you know, moving along. Well, like I said, this story comes out of Denver. A box of human heads was stolen from a truck that was transporting the body parts for medical research. The theft occurred Thursday morning at 11 a.m. when Denver police said someone broke into the box truck and took a cardboard box of human remains as well as a dolly. Sources told Nexstar's KDVR the box was blue and white and had science care written on the sides. Inside the box, you ask? Human heads. Science Care is a program for donating bodies to science to help improve scientific research and education. KDVR was reached out to the company to learn more about their intended destination. Pretty shocking, I guess. I didn't see too many strange things happen around here usually. But you know, you never know, said Isaac Fields, a local resident who moved to Denver Central Park neighborhood about three years ago. Wow, I would have been so terrified. Fields could only guess as to where the body parts are Headed. Headed. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, good. Good job. Good job. Well, my wife does PhD research at the University of Colorado, so cadavers are definitely utilized in certain situations. And I'm assuming that this is probably the case. Still, questions remain. Where was the truck going? Why was it parked in the neighborhood? Who was driving? And who, and who would do something like this? Police could only confirm the heads were being transported to be used for medical research. They couldn't share any further details as the case is still active. Neighbors, meanwhile, are wondering whether the suspect intended to steal the remains or something else entirely. So far, no arrests have been made. So most most thefts of vehicle from vehicles and things in vehicles are, are crimes of opportunity. They 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 have the opportunity. Oh look, an unlock because locks keep honest people honest. And the, you know you find an unlocked vehicle or box trucks, for example, are great targets because they're moving something of value. And you just grab a box and go. You don't open the box and figure out which box you want. You just grab a box and run so you don't get caught. I have to imagine someone's like, let's steal from this box truck. Oh, it says science. That means it's expensive. They grab this box up and they get down the road. And they're like, what do we get? Open it up. And there's Aunt Frida staring back at you. Oh, yeah, man. Cadaver dabadoo. <laughs> that was horrible. What a... No, I know, man. But I was waiting so long to squeeze it in. I just... I was waiting... To pounce on the opportunity, just slam. What, what do you do though if you steal you steal something? You open it up, ah. it's full of human heads. <laughs> does it does it does it turn you away from your life of crime? <laughs> I'm just imagining going back to the evil league of evil poker game and bragging about your heist. <laughs> Bad horse says nay. <laughs> so, uh, Raz, guess what I came back with? A buckload of heads. <laughs> uh, all right, Buck. Yeah, um, buckload. I, I realize that's your catchphrase and all, Buck, but uh, let me ask you something. Uh, what are you going to do with a box of heads? 
Who knows, man? Rugby? <laughs> Coming from the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. But no, I don't fucking know. What would you do with the box of the heads? I mean, it would. De- I guess it would depend on the season. I mean, like, this is a recent story. Like, when was this article published? Because, you know, sometimes I sometimes I fish an old one in there. I mean, do you, you know, if it was back, what, what if it was during October? Maybe the guy capitalized on it and was like, you know what? Chicken salad out of chicken shit. We'll put these things on the side of the road, three ninety nine a head. No, and this, we'll just this was last you know. Thursday. This was last Thursday. <laughs> Man. But they're okay. gonna let those heads season inside of a bunker and let the skin rot off and then sell them in October. I think maybe you just put them on a pike and put them on your outside your house to keep the black night away. You know what? Do not enter would be a far, far more heated warning if if it were mounted to a to a pike with a head upon it. That is for sure. Either way, man, like I can't, I don't even know, you know, just common thievery. I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll, I'll shoot your three. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to co-sign that. It's just, <laughs> it wasn't an armed robbery that we know of. It wasn't a, you know. Well, it was a head, it was a head robbery, not an armed robbery. This is true. So I, I'll co-sign. I'll co-sign. <laughs> Okay, and we're back for the second half of the show, Buck. And this next story comes from the New York Post. YouTubers who attempted to spend night in Pennsylvania Target face up to seven years in prison. A night of fun in a Pennsylvania Target store has led to YouTubers Saucy and Honey facing criminal charges that could result in up to seven years in prison. West Whiteland Township Police, a 25-year-old Johnson LaRose, or L-A-R-O-S-E. How would you spell that? LaRose? LaRose. LaRose. Let's go with that. Johnson LaRose and 24-year-old Charlotte Fisher were arrested after hiding inside a Chester County Target and filming the encounter on their social media channel February 21st. Officials were called to the location for a tripped alarm. They searched the building but didn't find anyone. The next day, police say Target employees found surveillance video showing a man and a woman wandering the store for hours with their phones out. The intruders didn't take anything during their time in the store, however. It's become a little bit bigger of an investigation to try to figure out what they were doing. Was something criminal? We don't know. The couple documented their 24-hour overnight challenge in Target on their page uh, for their 17,800 subscribers. The nearly 26-minute video shows the pair building a fort to hide behind at the store <laughs> as the store closed and then wandered around aimlessly. The two claim they stayed inside the Target all night, but police say they actually left through an emergency exit at around 3 a.m., which is what tripped the alarm. They returned to the store around 8 a.m. to resume the video. The situation could have ended much differently, uh, used up police and Target resources. I hate when they put the comma in there. They don't say and or it's just stupid. The situation could have ended much differently, obviously. Uh, When you go to a burglar, you have a heightened sense of awareness. Suddenly you see somebody in there or maybe they get spooked and run. Our officers are well-trained, but it's not a great situation for anybody. They weren't out to harm anyone, but we want to make sure this doesn't happen again. Authorities say LaRose and Fisher are facing third-degree criminal trespassing charges. They have been released on 25,000 unsecured bail and have been banned from Target stores across the Keystone State. They are expected in court again March 24th. 
I mean, no regrets, just living life and having fun. It's kind of sad that all of this came out of it, and we were expecting a fine, nothing crazy, Fisher told Fox 29. Well, bull fucking shit, you posing, Nancy, bullshitting, viewmongering shitbags, man. Like, what, what the hell is that? And I'll tell you what. This is this is exactly what you get. This is how dipshit learns his lesson. When you want to cut corners and don't want to commit to your shtick, this is this is what you get. They got caught because they wanted to cut corners. They I bet you they were like, uh, let's go to the Taco Bell. They're open twenty four hours a day. You know, go fuck yourself. If you're gonna make a video and sack out views for doing something that you a shouldn't be doing to begin with, you know, we, we I'll let you go. I'll let you travel down that. But for the entertainment purposes, like, that's just the biggest motherfucking cop-out, man. You go, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to spend the whole night in a Target. But no, you bitch up, and you go, and, like, you're going to go get, a, like, a fucking Slurpee or go fucking a hotel somewhere. And, uh, and and you know, 8 a.m., you're going to come back and film it. Yeah, you, you trip the security alarm, you dumb shit. You know, just, it's just piss piss poor everything all the way around about this i hope they get the book thrown at them so you know so, that's that just pisses me off so buck while you're going on that tirade um i let you crawl up on the soapbox because you know it's inter- entertaining to watch but i decided just to check their youtube channel because i figured for sure it'd be taken down yeah it's not <sighs> the video is still up 24 hours at Target. It is still up on their channel. Right alongside of, I put my period blood on my boyfriend's face. Um, picking up my ex with my girlfriend in the car. Uh, putting up pictures of my ex prank on boyfriend. Another guy sent me flowers prank. Uh, plastic wrap on my boyfriend's car prank. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> this is their, their channel so incredibly yeah. stupid. Yep, but they got mm-hmm. more subscribers than we do. So whatever. At least they're. I guess you know, you know what is working for. Them. That's fine. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever they're doing, great. But you know what? They put out a video twenty four hours in Target. They clearly didn't. They didn't. Like they left at three in the morning like, and came back at eight. And they got fucking caught. And they're pending criminal charges. Like take the video down like don't like why like this is so lazy so low class come on have a little self fucking respect nope they're gonna suck up every dime they can off of that fake ass bullshit that's like milli vanilli shit right there man yeah the description for their channel is business and collaboration inquiries email address send us stuff p.o box and it has an address. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving them a four. I'm giving them a four. I'm giving them a four. Yeah. If, right there, if, uh, like, that's just, that's, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and quote uh, Key and Peel on this one. You know, it's mischievous, deceitful, chicanerous, and deplorable. That's uh, the uh, four. So this last story we have, Buck, is bound to bring some controversy. This is coming from PenLive.com. Mail carrier accused of beating wild turkey to death, but it might have been in self-defense. 
Sacramento, California. California Wildlife Authorities and the United States Postal Service are investigating reports that a mail carrier beat a wild turkey to death in Sacramento County. Witnesses wrote in post on social media app Nextdoor that the mail carrier, after being accosted by a particularly aggressive turkey, retrieved a pole or a stick from his vehicle and used it to fatally beat the bird on Monday. We are currently launching a thorough investigation of the incident, a local U.S. Postal Service spokesman said. Uh, It was in an email that said, Our employees have had several altercations with aggressive turkeys in the area, including a recent attack on a letter carrier. We have been working with the Department of Fish and Wildlife to mitigate the issue. However, this allegation is alarming and, if true, inexcusable and do not reflect the efforts of our more than 650,000 employees who faithfully serve and deliver deliver for America every day. Captain Patrick Foy, a local spokesman for the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, said his department first received reports of turkey aggression from the Postal Service in October in the same neighborhood, Creekside, as this week's deadly incident. The United States Postal Service contacted us and said we are having a huge problem with extremely aggressive turkeys that are attacking our mail carriers in this one particular neighborhood. When I said attacked, it is physical contact. They are jumping on them. Foley said his department sent a wildlife officer out to Morse Avenue several blocks south of Marconi Avenue in October who didn't observe the level of aggressive behavior. But then they sent in a wildlife biologist. The biologist observed four turkeys actively, aggressively go after a mail carrier when he got out of his mail truck. Foy said the Fish and Wildlife attempted to capture some of the aggressive turkeys, but were unsuccessful. In the meantime, Foy said, postal carriers started to defend themselves by swinging their mailbags at the turkeys, kicking at them, or using pepper spray. None of these tactics, however, seemed to work. Things cooled off for a bit for a few months, and then this week, when Foy said his department received a report that a mail carrier had used a club to defend himself from a turkey and killed it. Half the neighborhood was infuriated that the mailman killed a turkey, Foy said, referring to the post on Nextdoor uh, uh, and other social media platforms. The other half were infuriated that somebody didn't come out and get rid of all the turkeys. Fish and Wildlife officials are investigating the incident to see if the mail carrier committed any crimes, though Foy, who works in the department's law enforcement division, declined to specify what sorts of charges the postal worker might potentially face if the killing is deemed unjustified. Foy said the department has not yet uncovered any photos or videos from the incident, only witness statements. A neighbor recovered the turkey carcass and kept it until Wednesday when wildlife official retrieved it. That delay has disrupted the investigation some because the turkey's carcass cannot be reliably used as evidence after it's been in the resident's possession for two days. Foy said he happened to be in the area when wildlife officials picked it up, swung by to see the turkey for himself. I've been with the department for 25 years, and I have a little bit of experience with a turkey. It's the biggest turkey I've ever seen. (laughs) Turkeys act more brazen when they've lost their fear of humans, which happens when residents feed them either directly or with bird feeders on their property. Foy said one of his lieutenants found evidence this week that the neighbors in the area have been feeding the turkeys huge amounts of food, which he said is actively contributing to this problem. Feeding them is also against the law. The wildlife captain's biggest concern is that an aggressive turkey that has lost its fear of humans could seriously hurt or even kill an elderly resident in the neighborhood. Wildlife officials will continue to monitor the aggressive behavior in Arden Arcade, but are urging the neighborhood to stop feeding the birds.
Okay. So real quick, there's a lot to unpack here. And I just want to know, first and foremost, who are we giving this rating to? Are we giving this rating to the mail carrier? Are we giving it to the residents of this neighborhood who, you know, insistently feed these birds, even though they are told not to? Or, or, or what? I mean, like, I'm not rating a turkey. That's just not going to happen. For all we know, for all we know, the assaulted and murdered bird could have been pardoned by the president one year. I mean, like, we, 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 we could, we could be potentially, like, really looking at some heinous shit right here. First and foremost, did you, how do you feel about the, um, the turkey being killed by a postal carrier? with a club i i'm not a big fan of that and i'll tell you why because if you're saying that it's self-defense why are you you've run back to your truck to retrieve the club and then you what did the turkey follow you like were you trying to get in your truck to escape and the turkey blocked your path you know that that those are the questions that arise in my mind so like there, why so, do you so there, like there's a lot of factors that could go into that Let, let's let's look at the fact let's look at what our postal carrier vehicles usually are they're a specially designed vehicle in the united states for those of you that are, are international listeners uh they're fugly little things uh, <laughs> they, they don't have a whole lot of horsepower to them you don't see them on the highway that's for damn sure a lot of them actually run on propane uh they're 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 dinky little things uh the door on them usually wide open it usually stays open the entire time um, and it's quite possible he's trying to get in that truck and that turkey's coming right along with him turkeys are some of the most aggressive birds in North America they can and will hurt you they have huge spurs uh, they weigh you know more than most dogs they can be really freaking mean uh, it's just the way it is uh that being said, you know, no, I, that's I, absolutely true, man. Absolutely true. They look like a goofy, you know, anomaly, but no, that the turkey will fuck you up. So turkey will fuck you up. I, I have a rule for animals in my house. I never keep a pet that I can't take in a fight. That's my rule. So <laughs> you ain't bringing no big ass dog in my house because I can't take a big ass dog in a fight reliably. You know, I, I like my little 10-pound wiener dog that's running around right now. He's somewhere around here. Because I know I can take him in a fight. One little kick and he's done. You know? <laughs> I'm not having a turkey in my house. And I'll tell you this. If if they're having all these problems where they keep going out there and they keep getting attacked by these damn birds, you know that's why he had that club in his car. Because he knew it was going to happen eventually. I find no fault whatsoever with this what this mail carrier did well like and, well, no, i just had a lot of here questions here's here it is if he had brought a gun and said there's the turkey and just shot it shot it across the field or whatever different story entirely but no this bird chased him he is running from said bird and then he took the bird on face to face okay the bird right and picked, that's the bird picked like, the fight and the bird got caught the bird got got. The bird got got. There you go. <laughs> yes. Folks, again, a shark is going to shark. 
a turkey's going to turkey. That's just it. That's just it. But no. So, but so, but, who do we rate here? This, this like, is the same. This is the same principle, though. That when you go to a pond or a park, and you you have the the damn geese that chase the kids, and they're there. Like, why is this damn goose here in the winter time? It's because people get out there and feed them, and they get pissed when you don't feed them. And that's the same thing we got concept here. We got these dumbasses feeding these wild animals. They're wild animals, folks. They can find food better than you. Leave them alone. Yeah, pretty much. I oh mean, my god, I found a baby. I'm going to take it home and take care of it. Just leave it the fuck alone. It doesn't need your help. So, so although the residents of this uh, municipality were not targeted in the headline of the article, I will go ahead and give them the rating. Um, you know, feeding wild animals, especially when you're when you're like counseled and then mandated not to, yet you still insist and feed them anyhow. Well, and he, these are the same assholes. Yeah. The, the ones that are here, oh my God, he killed that poor bird. These are going to be the same right. assholes that when the mail carriers say, fuck you, we're not coming to your neighborhood anymore. You come pick your mail up at the post office because we're not coming there because it's not safe. They'll be the first ones bitching and moaning. It's just a bird. <laughs> yep. They, these people, like, I'm going to have to say... Four and a half, five, four and a half, four and a half. At least one like of them. At least one of them is named Karen. Can we agree to that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, folks. That being said, that's going to bring us to an end of another episode, another monumental episode, a um, cornerstone, no, a milestone episode, if you will, in episode one hundred. Yeah. Uh, help us celebrate by telling a friend getting them to listen to the podcast. Maybe hit that subscribe button. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It doesn't cost anything. The only thing we ask for you to pay is attention. That, folks, is brings us to an end. I am the Raz Grease with my co-host, The Buck, wishing you a happy, safe week, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Social Liability Podcast. Mm-hmm.